Free copper here and go down the side. They do. Stock's got it. He's got running room. Stock can drive. Hang it up. It's good. It's good. The Jazz win it. The Jazz win it. than ever Barton's breakdown back for the 2019 season and uh so far it's been uh an up and down season for the Jazz but um we're just happy to be back on the air had some busy times and uh happy to get back to our our fans uh Dane what do you think so far on the on the season it's uh it's been a back and forth year what, what have you seen so far one of the main themes I think that I'm noticing is um you know, similar to last year's team, um, in the fact that we usually compete and oftentimes beat some of the best teams in the league, and then we seem to struggle with the mid-tier and some of the some of the bad teams in the league. So it's been a little bit of a rocky road, and some of those same old frustrations where you see us go in and compete with Golden State or compete with, you know, San Antonio or, or some tough teams, and then we really struggle against some of the lesser competition. Yeah, I agree with that. It's tough to get us consistently in a groove playing our best basketball. We really do rise to or fall to the opponent, and that's I think that's been frustrating for the players as well. I mean, there's a lot of expectations coming into this year. Last year, obviously, I think everybody was pleasantly surprised by how well we ended up doing. But this year, going into it, we definitely had – higher expectations and it's just it's been weird you know we'll have games where like you said we'll blow out the Warriors and then come back and lose on the next game against the Magic or something like that and it's just been really disappointing and frustrating for fans to be on such a big roller coaster Um, what have you seen though what would you consider our best game so far this season best game oh man that's tough um or we looked the best, played the best. I think, uh, man, oh, that's tough. I think when we thumped the Spurs last month, I think it was last month, it was either December or November, and we beat them by, like, almost 30 points. Um, that was at home. I thought that was a good game. That's always a good feeling to beat the Spurs. I know this is a different Spurs team than we've seen in the past, but nevertheless, still high-quality team. And uh, I think that was that was it one of the team wins that I think was probably one of the better ones, in my opinion. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like we just mentioned, so many back-and-forth games. But two of, I guess, or the ones that stuck out in my mind were against the same team playing Portland. I think Portland, right now, what are they? They're fourth in the West. Um, we played Portland twice in one week going to Christmas and played them on Christmas Day. And both of those games that week, we blew them out um, by 30 points in both games. So um, I think between those two, those are probably the best ball we've seen against a quality opponent. Uh, On the other hand, I think... um, I'm just trying to find the exact score here. I think one of the... You're talking about the... 
I think one of the worst losses that I've noticed this year for a team was against Denver. I'm trying to find the exact score. And, and, you know, I guess you could look at Denver's record and say, oh, you know what, that's not a bad loss. They're a really good team. Um, I think that's a team that, uh, for some reason, I think we match up well against those guys. And I think losing, um, here it is, November the 3rd, 103-88. to Um Man, that was that was one that I just remember thinking, like, what is going on with this team right here? And it was still early. You know, in a lot of ways we still are early in the season, but you know, that was like that was like the tenth game or something. And uh I just remember thinking, what is going on with this team? Because I think everybody came in with really high expectations, you know, writing a playoff appearance last year, waiting to see how much Donovan Mitchell's improved in the offseason, what's Rudy done, you know, more you know, team chemistry continuing to improve. And I just thought, oh, this is a great time to show it off against a team that's playing well. And then that didn't go so well. Yeah, that was a tough one. Um, I think the one that came to my mind was probably one of the most embarrassing. I watched this game live. One of the most embarrassing games I've ever seen as a Jazz fan. Um, November 14th, we played at Dallas. Dallas is not a good team. They're exciting with Luka, but they're, what are they, 20 and 22 right now. Jazz are 23 and 21. Um, So pretty much two evenly, fairly matched teams, I would say. And Dallas beat us in Dallas 118 to 68. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a 50-point loss. Our our highest scorer was Ricky Rubio with 11 points. So that tells you all you need to know right there. But, um... Man, that that's a devastating loss. Um, I hope that we can. I hope I never have to watch a game like that again because it was awful. So, what do you think have been the reasons, though, that we've had such a an up and down year? Um, you know, without having, uh, th- these are just sort of feelings, I guess, from watching the games, and not so much uh, numbers. But um, I, I think one thing that's hard sometimes is when. Our best player is Donovan Mitchell, who we count on pretty much as the primary focus of the offense. And he's a second-year player. He's still learning. Um, you know, he struggled shooting the ball somewhat this year. Um, yes. Especially from three. He's like, I think he's like 32 or 33% from three. Um, League average is 34 or so, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, that hasn't been particularly impressive. Um you know, and he's he seemed this year to maybe feel a little bit of that pressure put on him, whether it's by himself or by his teammates or both, to have to carry some of the load. And there's been a lot of shots that he's forced. And it's tough to blame a second-year player who's still understanding and learning all the ins and outs of, of the game and playing on a team and being a professional basketball player. I think that's one thing that's been hard is just sort of growing with him. Um and I don't. That's not like a complaint at all. I think that's just a reality that we're that we're in right now. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I, the thing that's been disappointing with Donovan with me, because I think it's okay for him to shoot a lot more than other guys. He clearly is our offense, but I really wish he'd get back to get into the hole. I remember last year at the beginning of the year when he wasn't shooting very well. That's really when I started noticing how good of a finisher he was around the hoop. He's really crafty with, you know, the one-handed layups and different things he does down there. And I think that's an easy way to get going. 
nowadays I see a lot of pull-up threes from him coming off of uh, screens, kind of stuff that you'd see Kyle Korver type uh, type person do, just coming off a screen and pulling up uh, very off balance from outside. And that's really not his shot. He's so athletic. I think the more he drives to the hole, it opens things up for, for the rest of the offense, makes people spread out, move around. Uh, and so I'd like to see some more of that out of him. But I agree, that's been one of the, the main issues. Something else I've noticed um, when he and Ricky Rubio are not in, when when neither of them are on the court, the offense slows down considerably, and um, I don't know why that is. I mean, clearly Donovan's like the creator; he's the one who goes everywhere and is is running through the paint. But I think Rubio's knowledge of the offense and just guy, kind of getting guys lined up um, pays off for us big time because when there's a noticeable drop in our efficiency on offense when Rubio and Mitchell, one of the two, are not out on the court. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I guess easy to point your finger at Dante Exum and say, hey, here's a young learning point guard who's finally somewhat healthy and has the ball in his hands a lot. He's getting opportunities this year and still learning. Um, but, yeah, I agree. There's, there's a significant drop in the pace of play. And, I mean, we already play slow. Um, compared to everyone else, and we're I think our offense is like 21 out of 30 in the league. Um, yeah. Again, not yeah, super it, surprising, but, you know, it is what it is. I think Dante's played pretty well, especially the past few weeks. I know he's been averaging more points and whatever, and I still think he's explosive and exciting to watch from time to time, but his passing is several notches below what Rubio does, and that really hurts us. Um I think trading for Kyle Korver was a big deal, and that's helped our offense a lot. And I think Donovan lately has been forced to kind of play better ball, higher percentage shots and whatnot. And with uh, Rubio out the past three games, he's started at the point and had the best games of his season so far. It's three straight games, three straight wins, by the way. Three straight games of him scoring over 30 points and shooting close to 50% or not, if not more. So I think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is big. I mean, <clears throat> it's nice to have Kyle Korver. He's, I think he's been a good addition. He's obviously familiar with the franchise, and everyone uh, likes him a lot. He's, you know, a career three-point shooter, great, great player. He's a hardworking hustler guy. Um, you know, and he, I don't think any of those things have changed over his career. He's always been, you know, a, a tough player. He's not like the most athletic guy, but he's out there diving for balls, trying to, you know, he'll D people up, he's rebounding, he's looking to set his teammates up, and, you know, he knows when he needs to take a shot. And, you know, he, we depend on him taking open shots and, and doing well. He's averaged, you know, just under nine points a game since he's been with our team. Um, let's yeah. see. And it's been interesting, the dynamic that he has, because a lot of people, when we traded for Corver, were talking about how we already had a sharpshooter in Joe Ingles. I think the difference between the two is that Corver is ready to shoot in a, in a split second. You know, he comes off the screens, he comes off of crazy angles and just pulls up and drills it at a high, at a high rate, where Joe Ingles is a great shooter as well, but he needs more time to wind up. I feel like he, he especially... Uh, makes a lot of his money off of the drives that Dante Exum and um, Donovan Mitchell do, where he can just kind of spot up on the side and wait for his guy to help and then receive a pass from one of the two drivers and, and kick it from there. 
But uh, Corver brings a different kind of jump shot to the game, in our, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and I, it's been nice. I think it takes some of the pressure off Donovan. I think it takes the pressure off other people. Um, you know, looking, <clears throat> trying to look ahead. You know, I'm not. I've kind of gone back and forth with kind of two two different opinions, I guess. Is one, I, I at the beginning of the season, I was fairly confident that we needed another athletic slasher scorer type. You know. Um, to take pressure off the shooters that we did have and to try and um, help people maybe put a little bit pressure, less pressure on Donovan Mitchell while he's a young player trying to grow. I think I've probably changed my mind altogether now and just decided that that's either too expensive or not going to happen because that player isn't out there for us and we need to find another way to get a high, per- high percentage uh, three-point shooter there's not a lot of Kyle Corvers out there, you know. He's a fabulous shooter, um, but I think that's probably the direction we need to head in at this point, um, you know, and just see if we can throw together a trade here um, before the trade deadline and looking for you know one or two more shooters to come into the game and be able to contribute in you know ten to twelve minutes a game. Mm-hmm. So if you had to choose between having Joe Ingles or Kyle Korver, one or the other, who would you pick? I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's tough. That's I mean, Joe brings a lot of different things to the table that Kyle will never. You know, Joe's Joe's yeah. like playoff Joe against playoff P was pretty legendary last year. Um, it was. You know, he's a feisty guy. He'll he's trying to get in people's heads. He's playing the games within the game. Um, you know, yeah, he's a good sure. defender. Um, he's a he's a good passer. He can facilitate for other people. I I don't know, tough. Qu- I don't know. That's a hard, I don't know the answer to that. That's a hard question. I don't know if I have an opinion on on that either way. Through the through the curveball out there. I think if I had to guess between the two, I would take Joe just for the stuff you were saying. But I do think it's important that we have both. Um, now I think we are starting to hit our stride. You know, we have an easier last half of the ske- of the season, last part of the schedule, our first, I think it's our first two months are the hardest in the NBA. I remember reading that somewhere. Don't quote me. I might have to look that up. But I remember hearing that it's extremely difficult, and it was. Um, now we got some time to get into some streaks, and uh, we're 23-21 and 21 right now. We're ninth in the West, just a half game behind the Lakers for, uh, for the eighth spot in the West. But, man, the West is insane right now. There are so many teams uh, between the, what is it, the fourth, the four seed and, like, the 12 seed are only separated by, like, five games. So it's it's going to be crazy heading back down here towards the second half of the season. We're not to, to the all-star break or anything yet, but I think we can start putting some streaks together and uh, climb up the, the totem pole. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right, you know. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's crazy to look at that and say, hey, we're three and a half games out of fourth place, you know, we're four games out of third place, um, and it is it is packed. And just looking at the list here, I never, ever would have put this list together in this order last year, ever, you know. I mean, yeah, like the crazy. fact that the Nuggets are first, never would have done, never would have thought that. I never would have thought that the Thunder would be third either, you know. Paul Paul George yeah. is playing out of his mind. Um, the Blazers are probably, you know, right about where I would have figured they've been there for the last couple of years. Uh, the Rockets, I would have imagined, you know, probably, probably pretty close to where they are. 
Um, the Clippers, I definitely didn't figure them to be that high. The Spurs, I also didn't think they'd be that high. Shout out to Pop. That's crazy. They were 14th like two weeks ago, and now they're seventh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the Lakers, I also didn't think they'd be – I thought they'd be maybe a little lower than that. But then some of the teams who – you know, I thought the Pelicans would be better. Um, I thought the Grizzlies would probably be a little better. I didn't figure this the Kings to be where they are either. I thought they'd be worse again for maybe another year. But, yeah, it's just – it is just wild. It is Anybody could win in the West on any given night. The competition is – really really high yeah it's it's pretty crazy to look at i'm i'm enjoying watching this season a lot i mean if you look at the west versus the east the eastern conference the difference between first place and last place is 24 games and first place to last place in the west is 18 and a half if you take out the last the phoenix suns who are awful it's only nine and a half games between first and 14 yeah. like that is crazy for just to show you the East. The East is 22 games between first and 14th. So it's just super competitive. It's very, like you said, anybody can win any night. And uh, it's it's wild, wild west for real out here. Um, so who do you have looking ahead at our games? Who do you have us playing? And what, what do you think our record's going to be? So we'll go three each one. Yeah, so the, the next time we play, we play at home against the Pistons. Um I think that where we're playing right now, I think that's a win. Yeah, I mean, look, let's see. The Pistons are 18 and 23, um, but I think we should beat them for sure. Yeah, they're they're a dumpster fire, man. And any team that has Blake Griffin on them, I'm picking against them every time. Although Blake did go off for 44 against his former team. Whoopee. What, <laughs> um, then the next game is at the Clippers. I think that's Wednesday this week. Um, man, that's a tough call. Um, I'll go with a W there. You know, I think it's a tough call too. I, I'm going to say a dub, but that needs to be a dub. Those are the type of games that we need to be winning now, where it's an evenly matched team, and you know we have a day of rest between the Pistons and the Clippers. We need to show up and ball that game for sure. <laughs> okay, next game we play back at home. We're at uh, against Cleveland. If that's not a win. We're in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible. I'm going to take a W on that one. Um, and then we, we follow up against Portland. Yeah? I think that's an L. I'm going to go ahead and say a dub versus Portland. A dub versus Portland. We need it. We've been we've owned them all year. We've got their number this year. I hope we can continue that. We'll see, though. Should be I think that's going to be a little end to a little, uh, what was that, six-game six game win streak. Um then we're at home again against the Nuggets. I think that's another L. That's an L for me. We're not playing in the right level to be beating them, especially if we got all these dudes still injured. And their center, I just spaced it on his name, guy is playing out of his mind right now. Um, yeah, he is. Then the next two games we play at home against the T-Wolves, and then we play two days later on the road against the T-Wolves. I think both of those are wins. I think we split them. I think we – I'm not sure who – what the order is going to be, but I think we go one and one against them. That's a team that, for, whatever for the reason. record, drives me absolutely crazy. They have some seri- serious dudes. talent. They underperform. So much locker room drama for the last 18 months. It's, it's pathetic. 
drives me crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Um, I think that at the by the time we get to the end of that list, we will be in seventh place in the standings, uh, the conference standings. So that's so. That's seven. You think seven that. games is going to flip us up to seventh? Okay. Yes, I do. I think we can do that. And we'll see how it goes. I mean, we're two games behind. But I think the way we're playing, we should take over the Lakers pretty soon here. And then it's we play the Clippers, and they're tied for 6th and 7th. So we'll have a, a chance to make Fair it. Fair enough. Put you know, just looking ahead at some of the obstacles we're going to have, the Nuggets are a really good team. They're playing really well. The Warriors are the Warriors. The Thunder, I honestly don't know what to make of them. I mean, Paul George is playing out of his mind, but the way that I think the game, the way the game is officiated has just changed so much that guarding people like Russell Westbrook or James Harden is pretty much impossible at this point. They have every rule going in their favor. Um, Especially Harden. Russ has been having a, a down season, I would say. An interesting year, at least. I don't know. Maybe interesting, sure, but Paul George is playing incredible. Um, the, yeah. The Blazers, is. I think we can hang with them. They're just a good team. You know, Damian Lillard's a baller. Uh, Hart, the Rockets and Harden, man, I'm so sick of seeing this MVP bowl crap already. It's like the guy plays 15 incredible games in a row, and everyone's like, "Oh, MVP." The guy still can't I mean, guard. He balling. can't guard a shadow. He's terrible. He is absolutely pathetic. That's true. He he does his his niche for sure. I agree with that. He's not a complete player, but as far as scoring, that dude is playing out of his. And mind. again. Again, he's a good player, but I'm telling you, I the rules these days make him untouchable. Yeah, and that missed travel when they beat us by five, I think that was a couple weeks ago. Real Jazz fans will know. Um, that was atrocious. I think they ended up winning like 102-98 or 102-97. I think they, I think they like beat that. us by four. Yeah, that was pathetic because they he he took six steps on a step back three, the dagger of the game essentially, and no no travel was called. Atrocious, atrocious. Yeah, um, Clippers, Spurs. You know, I think I think the Clippers will fall off before the Spurs do, and then the Lakers. Like yes. they still have LeBron, who's out. You know, like they're a good team with LeBron. I mean, I think we. It's pretty easy to say that I don't think the Lakers are getting anywhere anywhere near the Western Conference Finals this year. Uh, maybe I'm underestimating LeBron, but that's that's not a fantastic team. Yeah, they're playing good game, you know, good ball with LeBron. We'll have to wait and see until he comes back to see exactly where they're at. I'm not willing to buy yet either. So I think there's some obstacles ahead of us, and you know, the whole team. We really got to step it up, get some guys healthy, but. You know, I think overall Ricky Rubio has take definitely taken a step back from where he was last year. Um, yeah. And I mean, Rudy's having a great year. I think Donovan is hitting his stride, like you said. Nice to have Corver on the team. Royce O'Neal's kind of, you know, he's he's having you know like a second year slump. Seems like. He had a good game last night, but yeah, he's a lot of his playing time. It seems has been eaten up. So. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. We've got to get, I guess, get the team in sync and see see how far they can go. I think we're still very talented and, uh, you know, very capable of, of making a run in the playoffs. But, yeah, long ways to go. Yep, and this is clutch time, so we'll have to 
this is the time we really got to start nutting up and uh, doing what needs to be done. So uh, hopefully you can start with this these next few games. Absolutely. Well, it's been great to do an episode with you, Sean. Sorry, everyone, we took such a long yes, break. Sir. We're back now. <laughs> We're back, baby. And uh, we will we will get back on it and uh, do another one, put another one out soon. But until then, uh, let's go get some dubs. Go, go Jazz. Jazz.